This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. April 15th. Normally today's uh, tax day. I think it got extended till May 15th for most of us, so uh, we will save that for next month. This is, of course, your daily financial news. It is Thursday, and Thursdays we usually start off with the unemployment claims. But before we get to the numbers, just want to thank all of you. We did officially cross the 18 thousand subscriber mark yesterday. Wow, just blows my mind. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We will continually put out original content every day. We're about four videos a day, some more, some less, but you can count on at least three original pieces of content. And of course, the daily financial news is something you can count on. 7.30 a.m., six days a week, with Thursday today being the one exception, because, of course, we bring one of our experts on after this. So let's talk about those unemployment claims. Uh, we've been talking about this every Thursday for 56 or 57 weeks, and today we got a good number. As I said in the headline of this video, this is what the sun feels like. We are in the sun I've been talking about this long, drudge, cold, dark tunnel that we were all in for the last year. Talked about the light showing up, the light getting bigger at the edge. Folks, we just took our second step into the sun. We are looking up. We are enjoying the sun after being in a dark space for, frankly, too long. We can expect a lot of positive headlines for at least the foreseeable future. So let's catch you up on employment claims. As you know, we have been above 700,000 for 56 weeks, I think. I think we had one week we were at 696. So let's call that 700. Uh, But wow, we didn't even bother staying in the sixes. We went all the way down to 576,000 claims. Now, don't get me wrong. That is still higher than it should be. Uh, But we are trending in a wonderful direction Uh, As you will see momentarily in the retail sales, I think this continues. Uh, The 576 was great on by all compares. Compared to last week, last week 769. Compared to the estimate 710, man, just spanked them. These uh, these Wall Street these economists are not doing a great job of estimating. So again. Really good week. Remember, I think it was right around this time last year we had our six million week. That was bad. One second, I might sneeze. Anyways, U three came in at six percent. Again, that's the headline number. That's what people talk about. Uh, I still stand by the fact that is the most useless uh, number to talk about because we should be talking about U six. U six is still double digits, uh, but again, trending in the right direction. So why do I think we are standing in the sun? Well, retail sales for March were blowout, gangbusters, I don't know, whatever adjective you want. Once you hear these numbers, let me know what you would say. I'm going to tell you a bunch of impressive numbers. Tell me what you would call them. 
First off, the headline was up 9.8% uh, for March. Bars and restaurants up 13.4%. Sporting goods, 23.5%. Clothing, 183 Just good, good, good news. This is obviously portions of the stimulus money coming back. I do think it's also some of that savings coming off the side as we had the vaccine rollout accelerate. Remember, these are March numbers. You could already see people going, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. And we're like a, I don't know what it is. We're like a spring that's just been coiled for so long and it's going to explode higher. So again, why do I think retail sales and the unemployment go hand in hand? Well, again, Let's remember the story of a year ago. We essentially, if the U.S. economy is a four-lane highway, we essentially shut down one of our lanes, the service sector where people gather, right? Bars, restaurants, uh, sporting events, all of those things. And they're all opening up right now. And again, when you have bars and restaurants explode higher by 13.4%, what does that mean? That means they hire people. So I still think... As I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, I think one of the outcomes of this spring back coiled consumer, whatever you want to call it, is we're going to see accelerated job creation, but higher wages. So let's let's remember, higher wages feels good in the moment, but it could be a catalyst for inflation. But again, especially if higher wages are at the at the service sector, I think that is going to be awesome. Uh, they have been left left behind for uh, too long. Uh, so if we see uh, employment growth in that sector that was hardest hit by this economy shutting down, um, I think that is all good news. But again, it will come with higher interest rates in the future. Uh, I think I take that trade-off uh, to get higher incomes uh, for folks. So again, realize unemployment claims today, good news. Retail sales, good news. Add on top of that, banks, which started yesterday. You got Citigroup and Bank of America today. Kind of the same story. They beat earnings. They beat top. They beat bottom line. And each of them released bad debt reserves. Folks, I told you this was coming a year ago. It has now started. Uh, Bank of America, uh, they released $2.7 billion of their bad debt reserve. Uh, do you have any idea how much they set aside? Just curious. 1103 so in one quarter, they released, what are you going to call that? Let's call that 25% of their bad debt. And again, they will do that again next quarter and the quarter after. It'll be more or less, depending on how they want to manage the number. Uh, the beauty of that kitty that they created, which was 11.3, is they, they, Bank of America executives, get to control the assumptions that drive that. It's just as, uh, I don't know. It's just one way they can manage the number. It is. I mean, I was an accountant and did those general entries. And let's just say the uh, the logic behind why it was 2.7 and not 3.7 is squishy at best. Citigroup, not to be outdone, they released $3.9 billion. So inside of two days, we have had banks, financial institutions, reverse, release, whatever you want to call it, about $13 billion in allocated bad debt. Right, they were ready for it, and it never showed up. And folks, we got to tie all these videos we do together, right? What did they say is going to happen? 
they are going to bend over backwards and do avoidable foreclosures. So all this inventory, distressed inventory, kind of recency bias like last crisis, not showing up. Again, good news coming, right? Delta reported a one point, Delta Airlines reported a $1.2 billion quarterly loss, but that's a rear view uh, metric. It's always backwards. They're saying June, like, like right there, break even, right? They are seeing bookings explode. Folks, travel's coming back. Uh, it is, uh, it's going to be an interesting, interesting summer. And again, it is going to feel so good standing in the light. Enjoy it. Um, you know, the one thing I do think about is, do we get over exuberant? It's like a kid with a sugar high, like on Halloween, if you're not careful. Do we just start buzzing with that energy and then crash? I don't know. I'm going to enjoy this right now. It has been 54 or 58, whatever it is, weeks where it's been kind of drudgery and muck and scary. And uh, I'm not going to think about that yet. Maybe I'll think about it next week or the week after. I'm going to enjoy some sunlight right now, and I hope you do as well. The one thing that I do think is odd, the 10-year. You know, I, uh, I would have guessed the 10-year was up slightly today, and uh, it's actually down. Part of me wonders, is the Fed secretly, quietly, mysteriously being the buyer of 10-year notes and thus artificially pushing down rates? Again, there is something they can use. I've already introduced it many times called Operation Twist, where they essentially become the dominant buyer. I'm guessing... That could be happening right now. Because think about it. Unemployment claims, way down. Retail sales, way up. Uh, you know, the right part of the sector of the economy is picking up. Don't you think, uh, don't you think the tenure would be up? Don't you think inflation is going to be, you know, kind of a, a fear for bondholders? But it's down. I'm guessing the Fed's playing some funny business. But we shall see. I uh, don't know if you know this gentleman, Larry Fink. Uh, if you don't know him, you probably should, at least in passing. He runs uh, the largest, uh, I, I don't know, hedge fund, portfolio company, whatever you want to call it, at $9 trillion. <laughs> It's just a hard number. Can you fathom $9 trillion? That's with a, that's with a T, folks. Uh, he uh, came out and basically said he's extremely bullish on assets. So again, part of the K-shape recovery, if you own assets, you're on the top. If you don't, you're on the bottom. But he's like, what's not to like? We got monetary stimulus, fiscal stimulus, cash on the sidelines, easy, easy earnings beats. We've got more stimulus coming. He's like, dude, the market's going to the moon. And by market, I believe he was talking about all assets. So uh, interesting. Uh, to be expected, I don't know if you saw this, Coinbase went out yesterday, uh, certainly under 600. So everybody that called under, congrats, it was under 400. I think it touched 400, but then fell maybe 440, I think. But Kathy Wood, she was in the market. Kathy Wood added $250 million in Coinbase. I don't know about you. I am not surprised that she was a buyer of Coinbase. And then lastly, uh, there's already talk about Europe. Europe's at an all-time high in their stock market, kind of feels like the U.S., which is interesting, right? Because I've, I've shared with you that the world's going to come out of this at different rates. And I think Europe is behind us, right? North America. And 
uh, Asia is in front of us, just to clear, right? Asia, North America, Europe, then maybe uh, South America, Australia, things of that nature. But yeah, Europe stocks are already at an all-time high, expecting to be in the sun like we are now, right? They are seeing what's going on in North America. We have now, again, taken that second step into the sun. People are already positioning in Europe going, oh, Europe is still in the dark. But the light is coming. The light is real. And people are placing bets already. It's just... It's just fun to see all of this play out. So that's what I got for you today. Remember, if you want to get your daily financial news, do, do me a favor, hit subscribe. Uh, be aware we create three to four videos a day, so don't get annoyed. It's all original, no editing. We have multimillionaires Monday through Friday. We do a live Q&A on Saturday. To that aspect, remember, 8 a.m. Saturday, uh, we do a live stream right here uh, on YouTube, so you can ask me some questions. Give me a thumbs up, leave some comments, and of course... Have a wonderful day. Today's a great day to make some money. And let's be better than yesterday. Bye-bye.